is a god of the game. 12 seasons, 11 playoffs, 9 finals and 3 championships. Can 21 be Chennai Super Kings' fourth IPL title or is it time for a new name in the trophy? Even though the Indian team lost the cricket series against Australia, there are a lot of positives to look forward to. Do the France football team have to always go behind to realize how good a team they are? And are Indian young shooters prove there is a lot to look forward to in spite of the Olympics disappointment? Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Sports Charcha where we start with a quick apology for missing the previous episode but don't worry we'll make it up as we have a lot of interesting updates from the world of sports for you and to do that as always let's welcome Ishan Hi guys so glad to hear you guys and excited to get this week rolling with a new podcast See uh this week also we are switching it up a little bit like not like in a great thing we usually start with football and then we move on to other sports today we are going to start with cricket and yes there's been a lot of t20 action going on there is obviously ipl where uh, it's it's playoff time right now we'll talk about that but we want to start with uh, india versus australia women's t20 series in fact as we have been talking about This has been one complete series where we had points taken from ODI test and T20. So the T20 started off with a game that was washed out, but India lost the second and the third game also. Second game was a bit closer I would say. Australia were chasing about 119. Um they were I think about 80 85 90 out for 6 at a stage. But then Talia Megra he she's been one of the shining stars for australia in this entire series uh uh i think a medium pace bowling all rounder she scored 42 and won the game for australia and the second game india were in not in the contest at all as long as smriti was there we were there but then we lost it but then from few nice uh positives that came out of it and uh, we'll be looking forward to more women's cricket action big bash league is uh, starting So Ishan you generally follow Big Bash league right because yes you yes. so uh, I think yeah. we have I think four yeah I think we have four Indians playing in the women's league I think there is Harman Smriti so I think the Big Bash league has actually you know been a real boost for Indian women's cricket because you know it's you know I have always been a proponent of you know Indian players should even in the men's side should play in the Big Bash because not only of uh the exposure to a global audience uh for say you know not the superstars but people who are future superstars but also the way the big bash is organized as an event you know what ipl used to be in the first 3 year 3 4 years you know this event purely about cricket where fans are everything but you know big bash has something else it has it's it's like a show it's like a you know it's almost like a colorful circus of cricket which makes it so you know entertaining to watch the commentating is great uh you know amazing jerseys which IPL does not have never had so you know those are avenues which actually helps young indians understand the global game better and i think it's great that at least the women side is moving and at least and it's actually our superstars who are playing the big bash but i'm hoping for you know a longer run of younger guys younger 
girls who are you know waiting to you know waiting in the wings to play for india getting an opportunity in the big bash you you followed this india australia series pretty closely what rating would you give the indian women's team uh, in terms of how you expected the series to go and how it ended i would give an 8 out of 10 definitely in terms of performance and effort uh, i never thought we would match australia at this level in fact the final result might be uh, might say that india won only one game but we were actually very close to winning at least three or four games out of this this entire series we just couldn't finish it there there is that thing we are missing as a team that uh, what do you call it that that ruthlessness to finish off games i think that will come over a period of time hopefully we'll pick that up and become uh, a bigger team than who we are right now we will move on to ipl where the playoffs are going on in fact yesterday we had the qualifier between csk and delhi capitals and uh, no points were guessing which team is in the finals already it is the csk the chennai super kings their ninth finals yes they have lost five of them but hopefully this will be their fourth title but once again champion team champion performance delhi capitals were very good but again i felt rishabh pant's inexperience in captaincy costed them a little bit were you able to catch up the game yesterday not really but you know csk never failed to surprise me and actually it's like a analogy in investments and how na- most of india relies on pension right it's the most reliable investment similarly if you look at csk you know people after going you know dhoni and all the other guys take a walking stick post the match but they can barely move but during the game man all that experience counts for something you know it's unbelievable how they keep getting results after results year on year and i think this might be another year of a championship because hey there might not be any mumbai indians <laughs> yeah there isn't any mumbai indian uh the bunny <laughs> the bunny yes <laughs> now that's great on csk now dc they have another chance i actually love this playoff format that ipl follows not many other sport follow this i hope they all follow this top 2 getting an extra chance but the other game the eliminator going on as we are talking it's between uh, royal challengers bangalore versus kolkata knight riders in fact kolkata are in pole position to win this they need like what 32 odd runs in seven overs with seven wickets in hand so it should be easy uh, by the time we finish this episode this match should be done so that game is happening day after tomorrow it will be between delhi capitals and the way things are going on i believe it will be kkr and one of the two will meet chennai super kings in the finals on 15th of october friday remember guys it's happening in uae so the finals is happening on a friday back to those 90s sharja days <laughs> so that's about it for this part that's about it for t20 cricket this episode when we come back on the next episode we'll talk about the winner of the ipl in the next part we will talk about the nations league in the previous episode when we finished off i said nations league is the carabao cup of international 
championships or the international games but when you saw the games when you saw how the players reacted when they won it actually felt the other way around there was actually a lot of euphoria around uh, players and the managers and the coaching staffs uh, when the goals were scored when the chances were missed it was great to watch excellent advert for international football in fact seven years eight years back when there's an international break i used to be like oh my god this is the boring two weeks of my life but i think this nations league has actually changed it a bit ishan were you a little ah one more tournament why are they bringing this kind of a person or were you looking forward to nations league when it came no to be very honest i have actually been quite a sub fan of the nations league format because you know one thing which i think like you me as well irritated fans of club football was a lot of international friendlies with no relevance uh so when there was either no qualifier or no european championship for a world cup etc uh going on uh a lot of the international breaks were just friendlies in random countries far far away not a home not an away uh which actually made no sense to me but what a nations league does it gives you know it gives that international football vibe where they're actually fighting for a tournament because if you look at you know all the premier club players who play for their country they're playing for something every four years in a way if you look at euros and the world cup or a copa america and the world cup uh, so that's not too much competitive football in terms of trophy knockout football uh, for them in their most of their international careers you know, you're saying 80% of their career is playing qualifiers or you know, or friendlies so this adds a little bit of spice and Yeah, last year when the the first in uh, first session of the nation league with portugal won was a great great show of how international football can be and this year was nothing you know short of that it was really exciting football especially the finals i loved that game i saw the entire game it was a great game to watch back and forth and yeah the, as you said emotions were running high people were playing for their countries it's it's a great uh, you know a uh, show for what international football or international sport can do over and above club football and it was the world champions france les bleus they won the second uefa nations league and they technically become the first team ever to win a world cup a european championship and a nations league football championship now they defeated las rojas uh the spain the spanish team who actually played really well in the finals they defeated spain 2-1 after watching this game this was my one liner thought or i had like spain were a much better team they played much better football but france had players who could who could uh produce some exquisite skills at crunch moments that benzema's goal oh wow man wow man i i like how we run out of words for lewandowski i think i run out of words for how much of a unheralded genius benzema has been in our generation of watching football yeah. meaning he is a masterclass every game literally in the last couple of years especially after ronaldo left madrid he has just changed gone up five levels and by the way with this victory with this trophy he is now officially the most decorated french player in uh, in all of france in football wow. uh, it it was his 27th trophy wow. uh, most of it is madrid 19 of them with madrid seven of them with lyon 
and this, it was his first with France because for all of you guys who don't know, uh, Didier Deschamps and Be- Be- Benzema weren't of the best of friends. They weren't on friends on Facebook. They didn't follow each other on Instagram. Uh, now they do. Now they like every reel. Uh, so Benzema's back. But I have a question for you. We saw France being pretty shitty in the Euros. Uh, okay, that might be a harsh statement. You know, the match against Switzerland, they were up three goals and then collapsed. But, you know, it wasn't going for them. It was a bunch of superstars uh, playing 11 as well as the bench, but they were just not playing well. What changed in at least the first, in this couple of games? What did you notice? I think only when their backs against the wall, they realize that they are a great team and that they can produce such kind of skills. Also, in terms of the forward line, I felt Benzema kind of probably felt a bit more uh, comfortable during this time, yes, it's not that he wasn't playing at all. He had a bit of a training with France before the start of the Euros. Maybe that front three weren't gelling that much. Here also, they weren't gelling actually that much. It's only that two, three minutes of time when they were able to find that particular space and to produce that kind of skill. So, again, it is not that something that wasn't working for France in the Euros. As you said, it was a one-off game against Switzerland where... They kind of lost their defensive shape for for, for about 10-15 minutes and uh, Switzerland at that point of time pressed that advantage and and came back. So if if Mbappe had scored that goal, if France had won that game against Switzerland, we wouldn't have known. Like we would have seen a different France in the semi-finals and the finals. So, uh, or the quarter-finals and the semi-finals and the finals. So we wouldn't know. So maybe that this France was always there, just that they just needed that kick in the backside. Uh, for them to like wake up and realize that they are a great team. In defense of Benzema, he did score four goals in the Euros as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, but my question is, it's if you look at the forward line of France, it's basically Benzema and Mbappe. Hmm. Uh, Griezmann has gone completely off the face of the earth right now as a footballer. Do you think he still deserves merits? Uh, you know, a place in the first eleven. Uh, he still does. Uh, Deschamps absolutely love him. In fact, uh, when he became the coach, when he saw Griezmann, when he took Griezmann into the national team, uh, his idea was to build the French national team around Griezmann. In fact, the 2018 uh, World Cup winning team was built around Griezmann. So, he absolutely loves Griezmann. So, he will continue with Griezmann for a while. Unless things go absolutely bad which I don't think it will be so Griezmann will continue to be the main man in France I'm not sure how he's going to do with Atletico but generally France is going to be the main man all right let's talk about the team in red in fact this entire semi-finals and finals were about uh, team blue versus team red it was the Azuris versus the Rojas initially the semi-finals and then the blues versus the red devils Let's talk about the Red Devils, whose goalkeeper, after losing the semi-finals, came out and said that this third-place game is bullshit. Who plays these third game, third-place games? They don't care about these athletes. And then they go and lose that game also. See, again, I'm going to ask. Mala, do you have a contract in? Do you have a contract in place that you na- can't name the countries? <laughs> no, no, obviously. I noticed all you're doing. <laughs> no, but. I I actually agree with Courtois, you know, a third place game, yeah. especially for a Nations League tournament is pushing it a little too much. Uh, 
and it showed the way how belgium it was by the way quite an interesting fun game it was not a boring game the uh, belgium versus italy one but you could see that both teams you know didn't care for it that much yeah. it's not worth so much you know and i've never understood third place games i don't understand because uh, i understand if it's in a olympics hmm. there's a bronze bronze medal to be had but for a world cup for these kind of tournaments i don't see any point especially in the middle of a season yeah i'm going to ask you the million dollar question or the billion dollar question which everyone's asking about this belgium team uh is this it uh, i i do you will you any will you expect anything out of this belgium squad in the 2022 world cup i would say no because uh, and i'll tell you why uh, the belgian team and uh, you know women's tennis fans don't ha- hate on me uh remind me of a lot of number one ranked female players who are not named serena williams who have been number one without winning anything for most of the atp season uh belgium have been number one ranked country in fifa for the last 3 4 years but what have they got to show for it nothing the golden generation started about about four and a half five years ago yeah. when you know the de bruyne is hazard a uh, company at the vincent company at his end of his career came in basically when martinez took over mm-hmm. as the belgian manager they had the probably the best squad in europe in the world uh but not even a single final let's not yeah look at a trophy not, not even a single final in that time uh that's a failure and why i think it won't happen in the world cup is because other teams around them that were weaker have just got a whole lot stronger yeah. if you look at the likes of spain who we'll talk about in a few italy netherlands germany are picking up again new manager we might see uh you know france obviously are going to be then the south american clubs yeah. it's going to be messi swan song it's going to be neymar now he said he's going to retire yeah. after the world cup so it could be neymar swan song so where do i see belgium fitting in here i don't you forgot uh, it's coming home england also <laughs> it was a it was a deliberate uh, it was a deliberate this <laughs> get england into a penalty shootout now it will end it see to me you can't give away a 2-0 lead after going 2-0 lead in the first half yeah that's that's very very amateurish that's very very naive football from belgium if you have to win big games if you want to win big trophies you need to show a bit of gut you need to show a bit of steel uh they had nothing of that sort and i don't see their defense getting any better or any younger uh believe vertongen and uh, aldeverola are going to play until they are 40 45 but i'm not sure how they are going to go but how impressive were the other team in red the spanish team where they were under uh, lopetegui and that's short stint under uh, herrera and then i was herrera right i forgot his name fernando hero 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 sorry fernando hero, hero. Uh, then there was uh, moreno for a while and then luis enrique has come back but even the euros when we started the euros the first two games spain were horrible we were actually worried that spain won't even qualify but ever since that game enrique has shown a lot of balls a when it comes to team selection and b when it comes to the style of football spain are playing they were amazing it was so good to see spain play like this again and i think it all comes down to patience i think credit goes to the spanish fa for just being patient with luis enrique there were a lot of haters 
for him especially after you know the the style of football had lost for initial few months of his tenure where you know even he i don't think knew what his best 11 was and there was so many you know i'll be and you can disagree with me if in the golden years of spain there were primarily two clubs playing for the national team right yeah. so if you look at that there is a some kind of cohesion when they play at least like most of barcelona players were at the back and most of madrid players were in the midfield and then barca madrid in the forward line so there was yeah. some kind of cohesion but now if you look at the spanish side they are players from a lot of clubs i think there it would be one national team that has the most represented clubs in its squad and that's incredible and that takes time to gel you know if you look at their best player in the last set year or so is oriazabal who does he play for yeah. he plays for real sociedad probably nobody even heard of him till he played for spain other than both of us who watched the la liga right <laughs> he's been unbelievable ferran torres man city so it's it's amazing and now what enrique has done he's got in the young blood in if you look at gavi something suddenly people have forgotten pedri <laughs> because gavi is now the new name in town he's 17 years old uh he made his debut where the world found out when they were getting barcelona were getting hammered by bayern munich and he got himself a yellow card in his first 3 minutes and everyone thought wow what a a guy who can actually has some kind of heart and he was applauded by the camp nou fans and he's doing that here was spain as well age 17 what a performance he gave in the two games he played for spain uh so i would say spain are looking scary not now alone but they're going to be immensely scary in the next couple of years when all these players become mature you know superstars they're going to be like ansu fati is going to come back yeah uh, you're going to get superstars out of this team and if they stick with enrique you're going to look at potential world beaters uh, coming up yeah really looking forward to uh, see spain in the world cup and uh, see how these young players come up and play really well so that's about it for nations league in fact just to cover it up uh, we'll tell who finished first obviously france finished first spain finished second italy finished third they defeated belgium in the third place game 2-1 nothing much about italy in fact they were like pretty chilled out that hey we have won the big thing we have won the euros who gives a fuck about this so that's how they played in fact the attitude was were like that in fact they were more pumped or only pumped only when the national anthem was playing after that they were just chilling around the pitch uh so even donnarumma was booed yeah in, yeah uh, because it was all the games were in italy donnarumma was booed especially not just in italy too, it was at san siro so it was the milan fans who were booing him <laughs> so poor fellow so yeah that's about it for the nations league update guys and for the first time in the next part after a very long time we are going to do speed point we were talking about during the olympics how disappointed we were especially with our uh, indian shooters uh, we had a lot of hope on why we expected a lot of medals from especially the shooting contention and we hardly had like one player reaching the finals most of the medal hopes uh, didn't even qualify for the finals the reason being that we are seriously one of the biggest countries or in fact the biggest country when it comes to shooting talent to prove that our junior champions they competed in the ISFF ISSF 
Junior World Championship last week in Peru. They finished on top with 43 medals, 17 golds, 16 silver, 10 bronze. I mean, this is... I mean, I kept saying this a lot of times, like for someone who's been following general Indian Olympic sports since the 90s, India winning 43 medals and not having time to talk about the medal winners is is something absolutely new to me. This is very good because uh, some of the notable names like Manu Bakar, people might remember her. She had a the Olympics to forget, uh, but she came back, she won two medals here, uh, but the star of the show was uh, Ritam Sangwan, she won four gold medals, I think this is insane guys, watch out for these, uh, these winners, uh, we will watch out for them in the next world championship, in fact the senior world championship and the next Olympics, next Olympics hopefully we'll have a lot of medals from, uh, from our shooters. So Ishan, let's talk about the big one, the Turkish Grand Prix or the Istanbul Grand Prix. So finally, Mr. Bottas won a race, but uh, will Red Bull be the happier team this time? Uh, definitely, because, uh, you know, if you look at, you know, second and third were both Red Bull, uh, Verstappen and Perez, and they were actually significantly behind the con- in Mercedes and the constructors. They're in fact still behind by about 14 points in the constructor championship, uh, which is, you know, I think Mercedes will have to blow it up really badly to not win it. Uh, but the race itself was pretty entertaining. Uh, like Swedish House Mafia played their best music when they were doing their last tour, farewell tour, which lasted five years. Uh, Valtteri Bottas is doing probably his best racing for Mercedes as he says goodbye to them. Uh, it was a really solid race for him. He was in pole position in qualifying and he continued that form based, you know, straight into the final uh, checkered flag. That uh, harsh luck on, say, on Hamilton because the strategy, the pit line strategy for Mercedes didn't pan out. Uh, he was in third place uh, and had about five, six laps left to go. Uh, Mercedes called him in for a pit stop and they really blew that. They took way too long to get him out of the pit lane uh, that cost him you know precious seconds and he couldn't recover that you know with such few laps left so he finished fifth but he would he was pretty pissed off by the end of it we all know he's quite a sore loser uh, but you have to be a sore loser to win seven titles in a row i guess uh, so lucky lucky bunch for uh, was for the red bull team because verstappen's got now a 6 point lead in the title uh, drivers championship uh, next week is going to be the American Grand Prix. And for all you guys who do not think 6 p.m. is uh, time for you to watch Formula One, this is going to be at 12 a.m. Uh, so enjoy. Uh, you can watch it late at night. Uh, it's going to be an American Grand Prix. It's generally a very fast, entertaining Grand Prix for people like Bala and me who are old people. Uh, Narayan Karthikeyan. The last and only Indian uh, F1 driver, who, by the way, I interviewed in school uh, when I was in boarding school wow. uh, in Coimbatore. Uh, he got a po- got a podium finish in that race. I will not tell. Oh, he finished fourth. He finished fourth. Sorry. I think he finished fourth, if I'm not wrong. No, no, he yeah. finished fourth, and there were only ten ten uh. races uh, race cars that finished that race. So we won't talk about that. No, no, I remember that. No, I remember that. It was 2005 Indianapolis. 
Yes. Uh, all the Michelin tires were ba- were actually not allowed to yeah, drive. Yeah, they were banned. Only the Bridgestone tires. Yeah, only Bridgestone uh, tires were uh, were competed. Only four drivers competed. Narayan Karthikeyan came fourth. <laughs> But that's that style. <laughs> so yeah. No, I mean, I still, yeah. I mean, I'm still proud of Narayan Karthikeyan. He's a he's a Tamil Nadu boy. <laughs> he's a he's a amazing man. Like. when i interviewed him back in the day what a humble modest yeah, person yeah. he was uh i also want to guys i want to talk about a sport that not many of you watch in india but a lot of people watch around the world but i want to intro you to and i want to recommend you to a movie that you guys should watch uh it's about baseball uh the movie is called 42 it's just come out on netflix uh, it's about probably one of the greatest most iconic sportsmen ever in across sport Jackie Robinson who was the first black person to play black african american to be playing a white man sport he changed the history of america he changed the history of world, the world in terms of you know racism etc and it's played by Chadwick Boseman who was uh, black apna black panther yeah so for you guys who are emotional about one want another opportunity to watch Chadwick Boseman please watch this movie i was moved to tears it was a great movie and it'll also i'm want to pivot that to if that interests you to baseball the playoffs of the world series are on right now you can you know catch them on either mld mlb tv or on you know youtube because obviously they don't broadcast in india guys if you want to be excited about baseball just watch the playoffs don't watch the 164 regular season games just the playoffs that's all that matters do watch this movie i would say even if you don't like baseball it's it's amazing and that's about it for episode 38 guys thank you very much for listening all this time giving your time for us and uh, please please if you haven't please go and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening this on now in the next episode we will cover a bit more of the international football ipl finals we'll talk about other sports in fact next episode since we don't have a lot of football going on we'll probably give time for nba and other sports too so until then it's bye from bala and bye from ishan have a great week guys thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily you can also reach out to us on twitter and instagram at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jam room audio for our theme music you can follow the jam room on facebook at the rate the jam room audio bye absolutely world class